lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Well, that's a little crooked. Happy, what is it, Tuesday? Yes, happy Tuesday to all of you. Welcome to the Steve Dace Show, live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. Steve Dace here with Aaron McIntyre, Todd Erzin. And all of you, thank you for hopping on board. That was a little crooked too. Uh, everything's a little crooked here so far this morning. Uh, let us know what you think about what we think uh, via the stevedace.com inbox. You can email the show, steve at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. And if you are anti-censorship, which you should be, look for us instead on places like Me, We Parlor, and Gab and get clips of the show that you watch for free later on at rumble.com slash show. And yes, I share all of your daily laments and email frustrations with the slower the molasses upload and encode times uh, than that they have over at Rumble. Put it this way, I run faster than they upload clips of this show at Rumble. Is that bad? I don't know. You might have some game on that yeah, front. It's, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I, it's I don't bad. want to undersell you. Well, you know, we dwarfs are sprinters. Uh, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> I was about uh, to go there. Were you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's bad. That's bad. But I guess that's the price for no censorship, I guess. All right. So rumble.com slash Steve Day Show is where you can get to, uh, where you can go to get unfiltered and uncensored uh, clips of the program. All right. Coming up here today. Oh, don't forget as well. D-E-A-C-E. Again, that's how to spell the last name. Coming up today, we're going to get an update on vaccine data from the one and only Alex Berenson. He will be joining us here at the bottom of this hour for a segment you do not want to miss. I've had a handful of you. That's like the third word I could not pronounce already today. We're two and a half minutes into the show. Three things were crooked and I can't talk. We're off to a great start. Guys, your thoughts? Maybe running is your thing. (laughs) (laughs) Then if that's my thing, we're all doomed here. How are you? Yes. So I've, I've had like half dozen of people of you email me in the last just day looking for vaccine data about uh, going pushing back on your place of work or your kid's school. And I think my answer to all of you uh, has included just look at the last three weeks of posts on Alex Berenson's Twitter feed. All right. And so we'll give you a summation of those things in real time coming up here. At the bottom of this hour. Next hour, we will continue as we wind it down. We've got two chapters left to go for our series during Fake News or Not, looking at our best-selling book, Fauci and Bargain, the most powerful and dangerous bureaucrat in American history. And then we will have Pop Culture Tuesday, and we will look at the latest uh, release from the MCU, Black Widow. We'll give it a review, and then uh, as spoiler-free as we possibly can, if you have not seen it yet, uh, and then also talk about where we think the MCU is going because I frankly do not know. I have no clue where this is going and I'm becoming, I'm getting to the conclusion it may not be going anywhere. They're just, they're not sure ultimately where it's going yet and they just want to expand it into different areas and introduce different characters and that's okay too. And so maybe we should recalibrate our expectations along those lines so we'll get into all of that and more coming your way but we begin as we always do with aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away what happened while we were away brought to you by Run away! Run away! Run away! Run away! Run away! 
Apparently, that's the strategy for Texas Democrats as they broke quorum yesterday, ran away from the state house, got on a charter airplane, and flew to Washington, D.C. in order to stop the GOP members in Texas from having enough lawmakers in attendance during a special session to pass a bill that would strengthen voter laws in the state. As you can see from this pristine photograph of the Texas Democrats on their charter flight, none of them are wearing masks. At the White House, Press Secretary Jen Psaki says voter ID laws are the worst challenge to our democracy since the Civil War. And now an update from David French's America. The baby has been able to latch, but I've not been able to produce any milk. It's okay because we're going to supplement the feeding with formula so that my baby's still getting the, the nutrients that they need, but I'm still feeling hopeful. I appreciate you so much for all your work. I appreciate you also, baby. I couldn't have done it without you. A lot of conflict going on inside of me right now. There's a part of me that sees this pregnancy as like masculine. It's like very much for me not a feminine feeling. Mm -hmm. He just left the hospital right now. Yeah, so they totally thought, they totally thought Petrona was the pregnant one and not me. It didn't even speak to me. And I just felt like They just made assumptions, making an assumption from the very beginning without even asking our names, not asking a thing about us. I'm the one that's waking up every hour having to pee and like, the ones that been throwing up and like going through all this crap. The thought that I exist with a baby inside me never crossed their mind. Put yourself in my shoes, like how would that make you feel? DC is forcing me to label myself as the mother, and that's not the case, but Dorna is the mother. Trans women can be mother. In case you lost track there, these are two individuals from Washington, D.C. named Petrona and Moderna. One is a dude pretending to be a woman, and the other is a woman pretending to be a dude. The one who is a biological dude is upset because, aside from not being able to produce breast milk for the baby in question, Washington, D.C. is forcing the biological mother to register as the child's mother, even though the biological mother identifies as the child's father, and the child's biological father identifies as the mother. In case you thought woke teachers were bad, listen to this. Writing in the Journal of Medical Ethics last month, bioethics professor Maura Priest said, quote, Taking LGBT patient testimony seriously also means that parents should lose veto power over most transition-related pediatric care, end quote. This weekend in Charlottesville, Virginia, city officials tore down not only the statue of Robert E. Lee, but also the statue of Lewis and Clark, because racism or something. Dispatches from across the pond, a London, UK library has apologized for holding an event to encourage children to read during which an actor dressed in a bare-bottomed monkey costume with a fake penis. Learning Chinese today, today's phrase is rainbow dildo butt monkeys are a blessing of liberty. The country of France has fined Google nearly $600 million over the use of publishers' content under European Union copyright rules. The company faces additional fines of up to $1 million per day if it doesn't comply within the next two months. The issue stems from how Google compensates news organizations within France for use of their content. Back stateside, the Food and Drug Administration is adding a warning on the Johnson & Johnson COVID vaccine related to an autoimmune condition called Guillain-Barre syndrome, which attacks the nervous system 
of those afflicted. Over the weekend, Arkansas Republican Governor Asa Hutchinson had this to say about the Biden administration's plans to send vaccine cultists door to door. There's nothing dramatic about what the president said in itself. No one wants uh, an agent knocking on a door, but we do want those that uh, do not have access otherwise to make sure they know about and have the information. We want to have our churches involved. We want to have our communities, organizations. And if it means uh, uh, going uh, into a community door by door and letting them know of this, then that's okay. And finally, Branch Covidian Logic. Hey, have you noticed that influenza has all but disappeared? Well, what do you expect? We've been wearing a mask for the last year and a half. So why is COVID still spreading? Look, because COVID's different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's transmitted in exactly the same way. It's airborne. It's more contagious. I get that. So are you saying that masks only work for flu, but not COVID? No, masks work for COVID too. So why is COVID still spreading then? Because a lot of people don't wear masks. So why has flu stopped spreading then? Because you're a conspiracy theorist and don't understand science. And that's what happened while we were away. Aaron's montage brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. They got some big news recently. They're going to be uh, the official sponsor of the Olympic track and field team. So if we cannot get the Erzin family to consume Built Bars now in a few years when Ainsley is a part of this team, maybe we'll go ahead and turn you guys into customers. What do you think? I like it. You like that? All right. That's a that's a goal. That's an aim to shoot for. And if you haven't tried Built Bar yet, you're really missing out. They know that flavor and nutrition doesn't have to be a choice. It's not either or, but and also you've got the occasional limited time flavor. Make sure when you get a message on that, you take advantage like the grasshopper cookie flavor. I ordered myself an extra box of those because they are that good, especially the next time they come out with chocolate chip cookie dough or, or, coconut, uh, or coconut brownie chunk. Those two flavors are insanely good the rest pretty darn good too coconut coconut almond cherry raspberry mint brownie peanut butter brownie double chocolate salted caramel all of them covered in real chocolate you're looking at 18 up to 18 grams of protein per bar even the most decadent flavors don't give you more than 170 calories most of their bars are 130 calories or less four to eight grams net grams of carbs or sugar you can't beat that, folks. And if you want to try it right now, get 15% off of your order when you go to Built, B-U-I-L-T, Built.com, 15% off of your order for the best protein bar of all time. When you use the promo code DACE, D-E-A-C-E, D-E-A-C-E at Built.com. Again, that is Built.com. Uh, coming up today in the overtime, a former U.S. attorney uh, under the Trump administration has released a letter that he sent the former president specifically making the allegation that he and his department directly reported voting irregularities in Pennsylvania to then Attorney General Bill Barr and were ignored or were told to ignore those voting irregularities. But hey, it's okay. Because a lot of you watching and listening to a show like this over the years have helped make millionaires out of people who told you chit like, well, Bill Barr paid the Bill Barr paid the bagpipes. He's a badass. He played the bagpipes. That drink of water he took once on pull my pants up to my nip nips, dude. Wow, that's just a total badass. So you guys love that content. 
And that's what most of the content is in my feed, so there must be a market for it somewhere. I mean, the stuff we do places like on this show or others on platforms like this just stick out in a sore thumb compared to the rest of our so-called media peers. Fair? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, this must be what y'all love. Give me some of that crack. Some of that meth. They get strung out on that. So it was cool. Bill Barr played the bagpipes once and you gave somebody, uh, you know, a half a million Twitter followers for sharing that shit with you. That's great. Great. Meanwhile, he just knifed you every which way he possibly could for the last year and a half and is still the gift that keeps on taking. So we will discuss that today in the overtime at blazetv.com slash dace again that is blazetv.com slash dace. Let's get to what was in Aaron's montage. And allow me to take a contrarian view. Not allowed. You've never done that before. Well, and I know. It's Breaking just, some new ground here, yes, Copernicus. Indeed. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate that. I want to see more. And if you, if you want to save this country, you should agree with what I'm about to point out. I want more um, dildo butt monkeys. Rain, I'm sorry, rainbow dildo butt monkeys. My bad. Okay? Because uh, we all know they come in various flavors. So I would like more rainbow dildo butt monkeys. Um, I would like more of, and I got lost. I, I, I couldn't follow this one family's genealogy and there's just three of them. All right. Who's the mom? Who's the dad who became the dad and was the mom? I don't know. I don't know. I do know though. I want more, more. I want more of Democrats in red States, just walking out of legislative sessions when they don't get their way. Flaunting FAA administrative rules on masks that the rest of us still have to suffer through. I want more, more of it. I want all the cray cray. I want it all. I want them to do this stuff like stack the courts. I want them to do it all. All of it. Let the freak flag fly. Don't just don't just do what we did in the Trump years where we just tweeted stuff to provide content for conservative media to feed you for money that you got stoned, drunk and strung out on. But didn't actually draw the body count it was claimed to. They're kind of doing that right now. They're just doing it for Joy Reid and Rachel Maddow. Did you see the court proceeding the other day? That they said in court that Rachel Maddow's audience assumes that what she is telling them is often not truthful information, but slanted. Did you see that? <laughs> no. It was it was kind of the Rachel Maddow version of that Alex, Alex Jones, Jones plea <laughs> when he put in the affidavit for his in his custody case. That my audience knows that a lot of this is just for show. Okay. The, I know. Nope. No, I don't want bioethics professors just writing this stuff in medical journals. I want them to do it to you. All of it. Get busy living or get busy dying. 
There aren't any lukewarm hells in politics. Jesus vomits, spews in disgust and disdain, lukewarm from his own mouth. I mean, we were just talking a few weeks ago at the level of local activism we have seen amongst our people across the country in just like the last month or two, right? Right. Right? Is it because our people just decided, you know, I should prioritize this more and take time out of my busy schedule and other leisurely pursuits to do so? Is that what happened? Mm. No. No, it's not what happened. What happened is they started stepping on your throat. I want them to press harder. Full throat. Let it all hang out. Bring it all out. Because I think that's the only way. That is the only way. And and I and we need them to do it this year, frankly, because Republicans are going to have a very good year next year. It's just a matter of how good. And then they will not do a damn thing in 2023 once they're in office. Because it'll be all the same people still in charge. Nothing will happen. At least not in Washington. Nothing will. It'll be just a replay of the post-Tea Party era. We just sit around and wait for how long before Republicans just negotiate with themselves because they can't set the government down. Okay. Everything will just be done by executive order anyway. We, we Haven't we seen this play before? We, yes. We've watched, all watched this movie, right? Yes. Think Cocaine Mitch has a new line to snort? Or is he could probably just no. bust out the hits, probably. No, this is what you talk me away from excitement when I came in this morning talking about uh, Texas and arresting legislators. and There's a far better chance that that entire episode has been game planned out by both sides to provide each of their bases the theater that they each desire than they will actually be ever arrested at any point in time. Far better chance. We will repeal rainbow dildo mutt butt monkeys root, root and, branch. and branch. We'll take the branch out of his root if we have to. Yes. 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 No, no, no. It's clear with very, very limited exception. Trump attorney Jenna Ellis has apparently just discovered the RNC is bad. With very, very limited exception. The party, this party is worthless and has been. So we actually need to be egged on negatively. We respond to negative reinforcement. And guess what, guys? I, I come to you today, if, if, you've, if you've not already felt it, I now bring you glad tidings of great joy. Negative reinforcement is one of my special gifts. It's one of my spiritual gifts, in fact. My kids tell me I'm very good at negative reinforcement. Okay? We don't respond to positive reinforcement. We don't. So what we need is we need them to go as nuts and as far as possible in like this next year before Republicans then capitalize on it on the ballot box and we all all go into a slumber and everything is just simply about whether Trump goes ahead and runs again in 2024 and not about anything else. 
while they still run the country and do whatever they want to us. We need them to do this all to us now so that we will see more Loudoun County Virginias. So instead of getting a half a dozen emails I don't have time to respond to asking me, how do I push back on vaccine mandates? I'm getting a hundred. We need them to go all in, all the way. No decorum. Have a sitting president sit five feet from the stage and have America's arguably largest, most powerful network, ESPN, just not acknowledge him while it acknowledges someone who did a guest star on uh, some Nickelodeon show in 95 instead. More of that. More. Pile on the insults. Shovel more dirt in our faces. Whip it out. Urinate right in our mouths and tell us it's raining. Because we have proven anything short of that. We will look to slap condoms on societal collapse in order to make it safer. In the hopes that we may slow it down. No, man. Nah. Cut that thing off. It's violating me. Somebody told me recently I make too much, too many, I use too much crude sexual imagery in order to make very explicit and blatant points. Here's how I respond to complaints like that. This morning, I actually went into my Bible and searched for Hebrew and Greek words translated as harlot or whore. I found 88 of them. I found 88 instances where the Word of God uses that explicit language to describe us. So I'm in very good company. Grow a set. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Go all the way. Do it all. All of it. Because anything short, and we won't do what is necessary to stop it. We won't. I've used this analogy before. You know, I've talked at times about some of the terrible things that happened to me growing up, but I learned a lot of great lessons too. And there were times that Dave was actually a great dad. That's what kind of made it even more problematic. He could be a great dad and then a terrible one, literally a terror. And he taught me a very valuable lesson that I have imparted many, many times in the years ever since. The reason there was so much bravery at the Alamo is there wasn't a back door. If there was a way out, they'd have counted the numbers and said, I don't know, man, I kind of feel like we should take the Santa Ana guy on when there's better odds. That'd be the smart play, sure. right? But there wasn't a back door, so they had to stand their ground, okay? If we find any back door, anything... 2024, 2022, any back door. Oh, my school district's gay. Any back door. My congressman's not on the take. Any back door, any, any ejection. We're out. And I'm sympathetic to it. It's not our religion, it is theirs. We got lives, they don't. We have real families, they have to manufacture theirs. I get it, totally, totally get it. I understand we come at this with certain disadvantages. 
one of the major disadvantages we have is there's a lot more of us than them. So we have a tendency to just kind of look around at one another and say, hey, which one of us is going to do something here? You know what I mean? No. No. Cut the brakes out of the Democrat pace car. Cut the brake line. Don't let it, it can't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Don't let it stop. All the way. I want a rainbow dildo butt monkey at every library in America. Every single one. Because that's how we'll make sure they're not at any of them ever again. Ronald Reagan once famously said, a recession is when your neighbor doesn't have a job. A depression is when you don't have one. Along the same lines, boy, it was real terrible what the Japs were doing to the Chicoms out there in, 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 in the 30s. Terrible. Anyway, off to work I go. But it's, it's downright tragic when they come and do it on your soil, right? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Bring the pain. Bring it. Bring the thunder. We've got the numbers as the great prophet. Uh, to, well, you know, let's reverse what the great prophet Jim Morrison once said. We've got the guns and the numbers. Just way too complacent. So please, by all means, rub our noses in it. Try to force these injections on us physically. Please. Please. Because this passive-aggressive soccer-style of politics where we don't ever score or, or try to pull it out in a shootout, and, if, and every time we beat the defender to the ball, we're offsides. And if anybody bumps elbows, some little dainty ref comes up with his Austrian rules football semantics, and here's your yellow card. Hell no. I want the NFL and not this wokeified version. I'm talking John Facenda narrating NFL with the sweat coming off Lyle Alzado's white afro as the steam pours off. Dick Buckus wipes blood from you off his jersey. And during timeouts, Ken Stabler is so worked out, dude's got to get a drag from a lung dart. That's what we need. But it's made very clear. When we continue to purchase content like, Bill Barr played the bagpipes. When we continue to consume that, It's very clear we won't get there on our own. We're going to need dragged there. So I hope they grab us by the hair and try it tight and hard. Because then we'll respond in kind with the level of response that is deserved. Any thoughts on that pep talk, guys? What do you think? I'm at, I, I, just for the record, I, I'm in a, I, was, I came in in a good mood this morning. I'm struck that if you showed Aaron's montage, went back in time and showed it to the Americans on the street of 10 years ago, not even knowing if they were Republicans or Democrats, your average American, 
the the response most of them would have given this is like loki where loki sees his future in the new loki mm-hmm. show and it's just transforming for him it, most of those people would have been like the people on the subway in the um what's the um world war ii churchill movie when they're darkest hour darkest, darkest hour, hour. Yes. and like we'd fight them in the streets yep you would have said that yep. and now it's here yep and you do what steve says all the time uh, i don't know i got a pair of white walls on the other line folks <laughs> great analogy. folks they're gonna slash your white walls even if you buy them they promise you guys they're telling the spokeswoman for the white house said yesterday showing id to vote is the worst assault on democracy since the Civil War. There will be no sharing or coexisting. This is a steel cage match. One person's walking out and the other isn't. That's it. That's all there is anymore. One ideology's coming out of that cage. The other is not. That's it. The enemies, the invaders of antiquity by uh, by and large sought to destroy their enemies by destroying them progressivism i believe is different in that its chief aim of course is power they don't want to kill you they want to enslave you we don't have time for trinkets like bill barr when your enemy is trying to enslave you they don't have any power over you when you when you're dead they want to enslave you Here on the Steve Day Show, you know, parents, uh, listen up. Um, you are obviously concerned, as you should be, about what your kids are being taught in government schools, uh, and you may be looking for options. Uh, if, if I can't make the necessary changes within my own district, um, do I have options to get my kids out of this level of indoctrination? One of the best ones. And the answer is yes. And one of the best ones, our friends at Freedom Project Academy. I can't give them a better endorsement than I allowed them to teach my own son, Noah, for a couple of years. I also know Dr. Duke Pesta, who helped to establish uh, Freedom Project Academy. So uh, these are good people. Your kids are going to get a a classical curriculum that's built on Judeo-Christian values. That is about mastery of subject matter, not uh, propaganda. Uh, This is about being taught how to think not what to think. Critical thinking is encouraged and is and is nurtured here, as opposed to uh, let's do inculcation to turn your kid into a nice little groveling, uh, conforming statist when they grow up. If you want to get more information about this, there are free information packets available now. We're sitting here in mid-July. You might be looking at what are your education options for the fall. Go to freedomforschool.com. Again, this is where you want to go, freedomforschool.com. So where are we at? Um, I think we have Alex. Do we have His Alex? video is not working, uh, apparently. As usual. I think this happened last time. <laughs> it's all right. We don't need the video. We can go without. Alex, can you hear me okay? It's Steve Dace. I can hear you and I can see you. All right, perfect. Let's, let's, start, um, let's start from the top, Alex. It's always good to have you with us here on the program. I mean, you have been, um, uh, you know, a vital instrument uh, for the last year and a half, brother, uh, and very, very much appreciated for all the work you have done 
let's let's go to the vaccines and the latest data that you've collected both domestically and globally. Sure. Let's let two questions. Are the vax are the vaccines effective number 1? And are they safe number 2? Um those are complicated questions, and I'm not saying that to try to dodge you. They really are complicated questions. Um, they, early on, they didn't appear to be effective at all in, you know, in older people. What you saw was deaths actually rising a lot in the countries that, uh, that, um, that had mass vaccination campaigns early, notably the UK and Israel. You also saw a lot of deaths in the U.S. in January. Um, now, it's very complicated because uh, this is a seasonal virus and uh, it's not surprising that deaths would have risen in the winter. Um, but you were seeing deaths in people who had just been vaccinated. So, so that was January. Then sort of March through May, things looked very good, actually, in Israel and the UK, especially also in the US. Deaths dropped almost to zero. Cases fell very rapidly. Uh, and there was a lot of uh, chest thumping among vaccine advocates. Hey, these are, you know, these did exactly what we said they were going to do. Uh, we're all going to get back to normal now. That's great. Um, look at, you know, the clinical trial data has been borne out. Um, and now suddenly in June and July, there's been a huge spike in cases in those early vaccine countries. Now, what's interesting is there hasn't been a huge spike in deaths. There's been a rise in deaths and there's been a rise in hospitalizations. Uh, and as to why there hasn't been a huge spike in cases yet, uh, or I'm sorry, in deaths or hospitalizations yet, and whether we will see that, we don't know yet. Um, but I, I would say that, believe it or not, the jury is still out on how well the vaccines work and how long they work. And there's several you know, danger signs. Arguably, the biggest danger sign of all is that the vaccine companies, that Pfizer and Moderna, are talking about needing boosters, we're not even six months in to most people having gotten their first dose. For many people, it's three or four months. Uh, and, and they're talking about needing boosters, which is really unheard of for any other vaccine. The flu vaccine is a little different because you get a, you get a vaccine against a different strain of the mm -hmm. flu virus every year. And by the way, the flu vaccine is much less dangerous than the COVID vaccine. So let's talk side effects. On side effects, I would say the picture is clear. These are... Um, these have serious side effects and a lot of people who, who get them, uh, for the most part, you know, the side effects are short term, but there are some people out there who have serious uh, heart inflammation, especially younger people. And it looks like if you're young and healthy, um, your risks, uh, for example, of heart inflammation are, are, are significant. They're not, you know, they're not one in 10 or one in 100 or even necessarily one in a thousand, but your risk of dying from COVID if you're young and healthy is, you know, is, is extremely low. So the side effect, the side effect picture is not great. Um, and I'd say it's gotten worse over time. And the question about efficacy, uh, the questions about efficacy are only growing. Um, and, and the questions about length of efficacy. I mean, you know what, I hear from so many people who have questions about the vaccines. And I would say the two questions that are the best questions to me. And, you know, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist. And I, you know, people, when they want me to write about graphene oxide or magnets or 5G or any of this, there's no evidence of any of that. OK, there's no evidence that the vaccines are going to cause mass death in people. Let's be clear. These are this is a question about whether a drug, because these vaccines really are, they have more in common with the traditional drugs in some ways than with a, than a traditional vaccine, um, makes sense for, for a sort of a population-wide campaign. So the two questions that I get the most are, 
why are they pushing this vaccine on kids and young adults, even if it is effective? Because we know those kids are at you know, very, 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 I can't really throw in enough varies, low risk. And why are they pushing it on me if I'm somebody who got COVID, mm -hmm. who knows I got COVID, who had a positive COVID test, who recovered from it, and who has antibodies? And why, why are they telling me to get the vaccine in that case? And those are really good questions. And I don't have good answers for those questions. And my suspicion is, and my, I guess what I would say my hope is, is that the reason they're doing that is because once you start telling people, well, there's an exemption for this group or there's an exemption for this group, it gets harder and harder to convince other people to get the vaccine. So they just decided we're going to give this to everybody. We're going to push this on everybody. Even if that scientifically doesn't make sense, it sociologically makes sense. The problem is that when you do stuff that scientifically doesn't make sense and you tell people we're relying on science, they start to not believe anything you say. Exactly. That, that's, that's exactly right. That last part that you, just, that you just pointed out. So we've got Fauci out there saying that 99% of deaths in the country right now are people that are unvaccinated. Let's assume this is one of the rare times he's not committing some sin of omission or commission in his statements and that this is factually accurate, okay? Right. For just the sake of argument. Okay, I don't think it is, but go on. And neither do I, okay? But, just, but, but I'm going to grant his point in order to make my own. Okay. If you run the numbers, there's 329 million people right now living in the United States, okay? Uh, through the month of July, so far in the month of July, we are averaging about 230 daily deaths with COVID in America. With the old coding program, they still haven't updated or changed. And, and, and to put that in perspective, about 90 Americans die a day in a car crash, 1,800 die a day from heart disease, the number one killer in the country perennially. If you run those numbers, and we don't weight them at all, Alex, for age, comorbidity, lifestyle, previous natural infection you recovered from, no factors at all. We don't put any weighted factors in them at all. We just do one paint-by-numbers, ham-fisted approach on this, like you just said they're doing with the vaccination program in and of itself. You come up with 0. .0000, that's four, four zeros, seven, 0.0007% odds that you as an American will die today with COVID. Given that, because we don't know, you and I can't sit here and tell people that we, we, we don't know, we still don't know the true origins of the virus. So we can't sit here and say if there's any potential that it's manufactured on any level or was altered on any level, we don't know what the long-term risks are of even an asymptomatic infection. But we also don't know the long-term effects of injecting these substances into your body either. And so herein lies the conundrum, right? This is the quandary. We're kind of looking at each other on both sides of this, like Yogi Berra, when you come to a fork in the road, take it. We don't know which one to take. So, but given those odds, 0. 0.00007 are my current odds of dying today with COVID. Why make the case for why I would risk this injection for that? Sure. So, so here's what I would say. Um, uh, you know, if 80,000 people a year are dying from COVID, which is what, you know, 230 people a day would be, you know, over the course of a year, and that's preventable. Um, you know, with a vaccine that has no side effects or almost no side effects, and you're only going to have to get it once or twice, and, um, you know, then you're good going forward. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't we do that? Mm -hmm. You know, if, if the vaccines work as well as promised, uh, why wouldn't we encourage everybody to take them? And, you know, and we mandate children to, or, or essentially mandate children to take 
vaccines for childhood illnesses because we think, uh, you know, we don't want them passing measles to each other or, or getting stuff or, you know, or, or, or getting sick and dying from diseases that we know we can control. If COVID is, is in that category, we should have people take it. That would be, that'd be the argument. Um, and, and it's just, you know, the, the people who don't understand this are, um, are being selfish. Except none of their data verifies that case, though, does well, it, Alex? Well, that, that, that's right. I mean, that's why the numbers really yeah. matter. And that's why, you know, I mean, and that's why I spend, you know, so much time looking at the data because- Like I had a natural infection. I'm not, I, I don't know. I'm not, I don't see, my, I don't see a lot of data what the risk is for me. No one, they don't even want to ask the question, what's the risk of putting that spike protein right back in my system when I already that, have right. the antibodies well, for it? My mom, who has like no no immune system in her 60s, I recommended that she go get vaccinated and take her odd, take her chances with that over COVID because she was one of the Americans that actually got hospitalized with H1N1 10 years ago. So but go ahead. That's right. No, no, I, I think you're right. I think we, so, I mean, you know, it's interesting. Fauci came after me, right? You know, so so he, because of what I said at CPAC and I, and I used the word, you know, I said, I said the government is trying to sucker 90% of Americans into taking the vaccine. That was, that was an inartful way to phrase this. What the truth is, is that there's a group of people for whom, like your mom, like my mom, older people, for whom the risk benefit looks pretty good on the vaccine. Okay, even, even if it's not 100% effective, even if there are some side effects for those people, probably they'd be better off taking it than not taking it. And then there's a group of people, younger people, for whom there appears to be almost no benefit to getting this vaccine because they're at such low risk from COVID. And why should we encourage them to take this? What is the benefit to them of doing this? And if we're going to tell them to do it, we should be honest with them. We're doing it. We want you to do it because we think maybe that will protect older people, even mm -hmm. though there's no real evidence that that's going to happen mm -hmm. either. We just want you to do this. And then there's a group of people in the middle, like you and me, who might have had COVID or who might consider themselves to be sort of, you know, middle-aged and in pretty good health. And for those people, this should be an individual decision also, because I might say, you know what, I, you know, I ran a marathon a few years ago. I think I'm going to beat this if, you know, if I get it, if I haven't already gotten it. And, and you might say, well, you know what? I think I would like to get the vaccine because I think the long term, I'm worried about long COVID. I'm not as worried about a vaccine. You know, I, I trust the FDA. Those decisions are fine. They are personal decisions. What is not okay is to have Tony Fauci trying to shove this down everybody's throat and for him to attack you or attack me for saying stuff that he doesn't like. And that's why, you know, I now have this, this substack this 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 unreported truth substack that people can sign up for for free or they can subscribe either way they're going to get most of the same stuff where they can see what i'm saying directly because i can't trust you know msnbc or cnn or anybody else to accurately portray my views on this i can't even trust you know tony fauci to accurately portray my views i have to have a direct channel to people and uh you know and so that's what i now have and even if twitter you know twitter's been pretty good about me i have to say mm -hmm. if they cut me off i'm going to be able to reach people and that's important to me quickly how can people get access to that alex if they want because i'm getting a ton of questions and i'm often referring them to you frankly Sure. So the sub, so you can, you can see my Twitter feed that's at Alex Berenson or my Substack. and Substack is essentially, it's just a newsletter site. It's called Substack.com. My Substack is just my name. Alex Berenson 
it's inside the Substack feed. There's actually a number of sort of conservative and independent journalists who've gone to Substack for this reason. Matt Taibbi's in there, Glenn Greenwald's in there, Barry Weiss is in there. More and more of us are trying to get direct connections to readers so that we are not dependent on, you know, on Twitter or mm -hmm. Amazon or Facebook. All right, Alex, this has to be quick. I've only got 30 seconds, okay? How do you explain the UK, which reached about 85% of its people with at least one jab, I think back on June 3rd, around the 1st of June? You ran some numbers on their hospitalization Sunday. They had 176% increase of COVID hospitalizations on, on from where they were July 11th of last year. Cases in the country overall have gone up like 600% since June. How do you explain that? I, I think that's really good evidence that the vaccine-generated immunity is not lasting. I mean, we, we, don't, we don't have proof yet. The companies and the, and, the, and the FDA and the CDC should be doing transparent research on whether people's antibodies are fading, how quickly they're fading, what that might mean if they do have T-cell immunity. But, the, but when you look at the population level data, you are seeing what appears to be widespread vaccine failure. And that's why they're talking about these boosters. Hmm. Great stuff, Alex. Thanks for joining us, brother. Appreciate it as always. One of these days I'm going to get my camera working. <laughs> it's all right. All right. We'll be prepared with more B-roll next time just in case. Thanks, man. Thank Take care. You, sir. Be good. All right, gentlemen, thoughts? Once again, uh, just the grown-up in the room. Uh, the way he has been uh, demonized as some sort of a crazy person out there. Mm -hmm. uh, he, he's just a real old-fashioned reporter. That's all he is. And a pox on all your houses who have tried to say otherwise. Again, I, I repeat, if, if there was just transparency, just in some dare I say, humility yes. about this entire Don't those two vaccine. things kind of go together? Yes, yeah. transparency and humility about all of this. All of us guys, we, we would be a lot more understanding. I, I think so anyway. Yes, there would, would still be There would still be some who were just very, very skeptical, but we would be a lot more understanding if there was just some humility and transparency, but there is none of that. And so I don't even know. So we're left, we're left with... Uh, we're left with questioning everything because instead of the message being, um, you know what, this is more going to be a therapeutic, but we think it can help you. We're left with uh, get over yourself, take the bleeping vaccine and you uh, read, save now grandma. you're in, now you're a red state, of, you know, yeah. troglodyte. They're it, even politicizing it now. Exactly. Because uh, with the exception of the Johnson and Johnson and then the AstraZeneca vaccines, which there was just another warning the FDA put on the Johnson & Johnson vaccine the other day. We know the number of countries that are not allowing the AstraZeneca vaccine, at least for certain age groups. Um, those are like, those are part of the more traditional vaccines. The Pfizer, Moderna, those are mRNA, so those are different. How are they different? We, we're not allowed to even ask those questions. They work. They work. They work. Get it. Get over yourself. And, uh, Take it, surf. Exactly. Yes. Shut your hole. Know your role. Get the jab, or you're a fool. No. No. What I am is I'm a damned American, and I don't respond, at least kindly, to that kind of branding. More in a moment. Back with Hour 2, live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. 
I'm Steve Dace. Aaron McIntyre, Todd Erzin here with me as always, as are you. Let us know what you think about what we think via the stevedace.com inbox, which you can access by either emailing the show, steve at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. Look for me as well on MeWe, Parlor, and Gab. And if you're looking for clips of the program that are uncensored and unfiltered, yes, but will also test your patience in terms of the upload time. So that's the best of both worlds, right? I mean, you get a, you get a, a both an ethical, moral booster shot. You learn a lesson in patience by waiting for Rumble to upload the show. But then once it does, you get the payoff of no censorship. Like you could go to that other big streaming platform, right? And it, it uploads a lot faster, right? Mm-hmm. But you might get half a, half a clip of this show every day after all the censorship kicks in, right? Right. So this is a little bit, we're learning about the perseverance of the saints here via Rumble. We should, in fact, Delayed gratification Yes, I was grousing about them in the first hour. I should, on second thought, realize they're teaching us a lesson in adulting. The the, the trade-off for the slower upload and encode times at Rumble is we get total freedom, right? There's there's a a certain adult lesson we're being taught there. Sure. So maybe I was looking at that wrong last hour. Rumble.com slash Steve Day Show is where you can mature, uh, adult more, uh, get more patience, and then uh, avoid censorship. All in one. That's that's actually a pretty nice package they have going over there on second thought. All right. Rumble.com slash Steve Day Show. That's where you can get free clips of the show. If you listen to the podcast, we would appreciate it if you have not yet done these things. Um, you know what, even if you have, maybe it's like the vaccine. If you've already had COVID, get it anyway. I mean, just keep doing it. I don't know. Maybe you can, you know, we need a five-star review booster shot. So you gave us a five-star review a few months ago. We need another one now. Fair? Okay. All right. So uh, whether you have uh, given us one or want to give us another one, uh, please keep those five-star reviews coming, uh, as well as the subscribe or follow button. Click on that on your podcast platform of choice and thanks to all of you that have done those things for us already you have done your part to help us continue to grow this program to the dismay of many and most of that dismay frankly is probably deserved all right coming up here at the bottom of the hour we're going to get into pop culture tuesday we're going to talk about black widow we'll give as spoiler free of a review as we can although the film is highly anticlimactic so i don't what is there to spoil? I don't even know what there is to spoil. The character's already dead, you know. So, um, but we'll do our best not to spoil much of anything that really isn't worthy of being spoiled in the movie. Anyway, we'll get into that and where we think the MCU is or is not going. Uh, coming up here at the bottom of the hour. Fake news or not? Brought to you by our friends over at My Patriot Supply. Are you ready for the next big crisis out there? And who knows what it is. Right, we're seeing unrest in Cuba. You're seeing unrest in uh, South Africa, and now we're talking about hyperinflation. What did I read today? Worst we last month was the worst we've seen in any month in the country since 2008, yeah. leading up to the. What did I tell you? I saw a couple of months ago. I was I was concerned. I'm seeing a lot of the same signs of what happened when we had a market meltdown, a lending meltdown in at the end of 2008. Right. It seems like we're kind of heading down that exact same road again. All right. Uh, make sure you're prepared. And who knows? It, it could not even be something man-made we do to ourselves. It's just, you know, a natural disaster. So whatever happens, make sure you're prepared ahead of time. Uh, you get emergency food from My Patriot Supply, the nation's original 
Patriot Preparedness Company. Food that stays fresh for up to 25 years if properly stored so that you don't have to worry about going hungry uh, or standing in food lines. Uh, My Patriot Company is a company you can trust. 13 years of experience, over 41,000 four and five star reviews from satisfied customers all over the country and right now you can get 25% off of their popular four week food kit that gives you 2000 plus calories a day what you need to sustain you for up to four weeks in the in the result of something calamitous happening go to preparewithdace.com preparewithdace.com and make sure you're ready for in case you have to be ready preparewithdace.com again 25% off at preparewithdace.com well we've got two weeks left in this series we've been doing on fake news or not looking back on our best selling book Fauci and Bargain the most powerful and dangerous bureaucrat in American history I, I, I don't think you had a chance to see this yet Todd I did Jason Whitlock's show Fearless yesterday and uh, I, I, I came on to discuss the piece I had written for the Blaze over the weekend about Fox News and are they going to stand by Tucker Carlson now that he's going to war against the NSA and everything else. And we got into an overall, you know, big picture conversation about the state of alternative slash conservative media. And at the end, he asked me an interesting question I thought that I did not see coming. He asked me if, if, if I thought our book had influenced Tucker's um, willingness or capability to go to use his far larger platform to go pretty hard at COVID Stan and Dr. Fauci. And he said the reason he asked me that is because as someone who watches Tucker's monologue and show almost every single night, that's Jason talking, he thinks the answer to that question is yes. And my answer was, I, well, first of all, that's very kind. And I, we would love it if someone with a, Bigger. We, we didn't write the book so that the information would just stay in and amongst us. Right. <laughs> we, we, we didn't do this show every day and put everything out on social media for the last year and a half just to keep it amongst ourselves. I mean, we all are doing broad casting. We, we're, we're trying to stop this from happening to the country. And dude, it, it's phenomenal. People with bigger platforms than us want to pick up the baton and say, hey, man, let's amplify what you're trying to do in my own way. Because in our own way, that's what we did. And I mentioned some names on Jason's show yesterday. I pointed out, hey, we've got more footnotes in this book than pages, which means we used other people's work more than we worked on this ourselves. And whether it's, and I name dropped Rational Ground, our buddy Jordan Schachtel, guys like Alex Berenson. I mean, these are all people we have a bigger platform than. And yet their work was instrumental in helping us with our own or formulating much of our own at the exact same time. So just as we used our platform that's bigger than theirs to amplify what the work that they had done, I mean, I'd, I'd be beyond honored if we, if we found out at some point in the future that the guy swinging the biggest stick in all of conservative media right now used some of our own. Oh, I mean, absolutely. That's what, that's what we did in this book. I, right? I'm convinced there was a period there where I watch Tucker's show. It, it, it's been a couple months, but I, I did try to watch it regularly because the tour de force, it, it came to be. And I'm convinced not just the, not just the book, but our entire show, there's somebody working over there. Just the language that is used. It's uh, of course, we're talking about the same things, but I, I, I firmly believe 
uh, that somebody's got on uh, their eye on what we're doing. And for that, I say, amen. Amen. I, I would love it if we found out they did with us what we did with Jordan and Alex and um, uh, all the people at Rational Ground. Uh, just who's the married couple in Florida? Is it the Cabreras? Is that their last name? Oh, yeah. Who just did a lot of this independently on their own, right? They're- and were that were that were just invaluable. Those kinds of people were invaluable in helping us to do even better what we were going to try to do anyway. So if we found out later on that some of our work got into the into the upper echelon, just as we took somebody some other people's work into ours, I mean that's to me that, that that's. That's how an ecosystem is supposed to work around here. There's too much work to be done for us to be doing it all on our own. I mean, that's why my Twitter feed, I have my takes too, but I I, I try to use it as a mini drudge report of what the drudge as report used to be. Yep. Get You guys need to get a lot of information these days as quickly as possible. And that's what I try to provide. So we have two chapters left to look, out, look at with Fauci and Bargain. This week, we're looking at which chapter? Branch Covidian Cult. One of the... Um, I think it's it's arguably the most important chapter in the entire book as we move forward as a people because you you watched I think a template form here that is going to be emulated on issues across the board from this time forward. And so let's talk about it. And Listen, especially with the montage and what we uh, just heard from uh, Alex and heck, what we were talking about off air. We, Steve, I've had a lot of fun uh, doing these chapters, asking some silly questions or getting at points in silly ways. No, I am. I'm in a mood and I'm deadly serious with this one. We need a what are you prepared to do diagnostic about this word cult? Because as we've been talking about, it was it it's tranny madness that goes on. It's this, even though it's dying uh, in some ways, it's growing in other ways. The cult keeps coming in new versions, and we need to. It's not just a word we use for rhetorical flair. That's right. What is it? What are we doing? We about quantified it? it this way on purpose because we believe yes. it would be replicated on issues across the board going forward. So what's the next big fight after lockdowns and masks? So we had so the next big fight is the vaccination fight. We're going to go door to door. Okay? Um you're a terrible person if you don't we're not going to like make an objective case. Look at the way that, we were talking about this during the break. Look at the way they message on the on the vaccines. Anthony Fauci doesn't come out and say, "Hey, listen, Okay, I, I understand that we just had a contentious election. I understand we're in a political atmosphere. My job's to rise above all of that, and I'm just interested in public health. And I don't care if you if, who you voted for or how many times you voted or how you voted last year. I'm, I'm trying to stop COVID from wreaking havoc in our society. That's my job. And I think there's some misconceptions out there about these vaccines. I don't want to see this get politicized. So let me address a few of them. Is, is that what we're seeing? No, no he goes on the he, he goes on very partisan outlets. These are red states. Um, you know, you've politicized this. All the language is authoritarian in nature because cults are authoritarian. How dare you not sign up for the group think? How dare you think for yourself? How dare you ask contrarian questions? You're the one that's letting us all down. That's the same kind of language that is being used here. And it's going to be used in the future on virtually every debate that we want to have. Yes, it is, Steve. So fake news or not. Throughout human history, our species has typically been prone to ignore potentially cataclysmic events 
in favor of comfort in carrying on with our daily lives. However, for perhaps the first time, a segment of the American population is bound and determined to turn COVID-19 into the apocalyptic event it never was. This morning, that's absolutely true news. This morning, I'm, you know, you guys know my routine by now. When I'm not doing this for a living or getting prepped, if I'm listening to something outside of work for wind down, it's usually something church related or sports related, right? So I'm, I'm at the gym today and I'm listening to a sports podcast. And, um, and the guest in the podcast is one of the biggest college football writers in the country, Dennis Dodd from CBS Sports. And Dennis Dodd is openly admitting on this pod that this, this, this is the first time he's been out of his home in 15 months. Uh, that he went to, in a, he went to a, kind of a college football mucky muck gathering in, in Phoenix last, back in May. And then he's going to SEC Media Days uh, here in a couple of weeks. And he goes, I'm, I'm frankly at this point, I just, I just need to see people. And I, I wanted, I, I, I wanted to get like philosophically disdainful at this. You know what I'm saying? But on a human level, my heart just broke for this guy, regardless yeah. of what his ideology is or his belief system is. And I'm guessing it's opposite of ours. You know, he's still made in the image of God, man. Jesus came to set the captives free. This guy, highly educated, highly intelligent, is captive to his fear. How old is he? Just so I, I would guess he's somewhere in his fifties. I would guess, and, and and maybe there's a story I don't know. Maybe he's pre-diabetic or something. I, I but he didn't. You'd think you'd mention something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he didn't. And I'm, and so this is a guy whose life has been traveling around the country to cover the main game in college football every week, and he's done it most of most of our lives as fans, like all of Aaron's life. He's been around. Okay. You would think the natural human inclination when when that's your job, that's your, as a man, even Christian men struggle not to find their ultimate meeting in their jobs, right? Let alone secular ones. That's your identity. That's your worth. That's your calling. And something comes along to take that away from you. Isn't the natural human inclination to be? No, I'm not buying that because I don't want to give up. That's my idol in a way. Right? Right. I don't want to give that up. Who, who am who if my who's Dennis Dodd if I'm not a superior nationwide college football writer? Who am I? Instead he willingly gave it up. Instead he couldn't give it up fast enough. Instead he was like, wow, what a shinier, more impressive idol. Let me let me clutch this one instead. And I do think that's new. It, I think it's it's certainly if if there's other moments in human history where the populace desired oppression, desired it for for fame of an apocalypse, it's not the normal human inclination. It certainly isn't in the Western tradition. I mean, the reason why the story of Superman's origin, where his father Jor-El brings to the elders that the planet of Krypton is going to blow up and they don't want to listen, the reason that resonates is because that's how we typically respond, right? Right. I don't want to give my life up. I'm complacent at my leisure. We, I mean, I like technology. I like my my my, my life. I don't want to just hand all that up. No. 
We reversed the story. Now the scientist, Jarrell, ran the test and the planet's fine. Hey, maybe some minor adjustments here or there, and I think we're going to be okay. But the elders are the elders of Krypton are like, no, this thing's going to blow up now. And now that now they want to run Jarrell out of town because he won't tell them that the planet will blow up. That's what that's what we did with this, and that and listening to Dennis Dodd talk about this on this podcast this morning just hammered this point that you just made home. We should have the the natural, particularly male instinct. Is to, is to have to lock that guy in a room so he doesn't just get out and try to violate every COVID order to go to every game anyway, right? Nope. No, he's, he's got to be begged and cajoled to come back out. That ain't the way this works. Um, and if, if in our flesh and humanity, we are at that level of automatic compliance, I take pride in my conformity. Then let me quote from you the great prophet Loki. You were made to be ruled. And you will be. I'm going to ask the final fake news or not now. And I don't want you to answer. And then we're going to go through the seven planks of what a cult is with you. Okay. And then we're going to answer the final one. Okay. Fake news or not, Steve, cults can't be tolerated. They must be marginalized at the very least, if not terminated all together remember that because we want to define now what is a cult Mm -hmm. and then be dead serious about what we need to do with it you had seven planks steve fake news or not you might be a cult if you discourage if not outright oppose critical thinking and i want you to answer these in light of when we were this book came out when steve uh end of march okay we are now in the march 26th we are now in the middle of the july we kind of wrote this at the tail end of people getting back to their lives. Mm-hmm. So everything that's gone on between then and now only reinforces what a cult is, that mm-hmm. it's full on this now. So yes. answer that question in light of new examples that we wouldn't have had. Steve, fake news or not, cults discourage if not outright oppose critical thinking. Uh, absolutely true. Number And the, the reason why that's listed number one in the book is that is a number one universal context. In the Jehovah's Witnesses, you can't study, don't study the Bible on your own, go to Kingdom Hall three times and have somebody properly interpret it for you and it must be a specific translation handpicked by their scam uh, scam. Uh, f- Founder, all right. That's an example of what we mean. Okay, um, that inf- that you can't be trusted to think on your own because eventually you might outthink them. So they need to think for you. So what's today's most absurd example in the news cycle this week about Every, where critical thinking is not allowed by Fauci or, or another? The per- conversation we were just having about the vaccinations. It, it this is it, it starts from a position of compliance, not informing. How about Leanna Wynn? Too, that, that would be it. That would yeah. be it. That would be another one. Yeah. Okay. She's the former head of Planned Parenthood. They ran her out of there because she wasn't pro baby killing enough. And now she thinks her job is to make life tougher on you for not agreeing to an injection that we really don't know yet what its true efficacy or danger is yet. Steve, fake news or not, you might be in a cult if uh, cults isolate themselves and their members from the outside world, sometimes even forcibly. Indeed, Jesus tells his followers, you are in the world, but not of it. But I send you out into that world. I want you to mingle. I want you to marinate. I want you to spread this message. All right. Look at the way that the spirit of the age operates. Don't have a vaccine. Separate that person. Don't want to get a positive test. Separate that person. We isolate from people that are different than us, lesser than us, that we are superior than. Yes. True news.
how about Bubba Watson? And and the, uh, so here's a guy who's fully vaccinated. Yes, this is still has a still has a breakthrough infection. He has a molecular level PCR test that confirms his infection. All right, so he's fully vaccinated. Gets gets COVID, test positive anyway, but can't travel to the British Open this weekend uh, because he's fully vaccinated and still tested positive. Steve, fake news, fake news or not, you might be in a cult if you claim to have special knowledge or that only the special can attain such knowledge. That's right. The, the idea that there's a, a special book, um, a special incantation, that there's a there's something new that hasn't been hasn't been thought of yet that we've that we've come up with that we've got a new spin. Hey, a guy comes along a thousands of years or hundreds of years after your movement was originally followed or founded and has like a new spin on it. So follow this instead, okay? Um, uh, or occultic practices uh, that from Gnostic traditions. These are all examples of without special kind of information, you just aren't one of the special people. And aren't they doing that every time they basically talk about the latest variant scare? Because they're talking about, no, but Oz goes up to 11. Every var- Most variants in, in the history of immunology, as we've said on this show, actually get weaker as a survival mechanism. Yes. They're just talking about somehow this is... I'll give you an even I'll give you a, an example from a non-COVID issue. The 1619 project is an example yeah. of this. The idea that what you've read about history and everything yourself is not true. Here's some special knowledge you didn't know, which of course leaves out the fact that, for example, in the very first the original draft of the Declaration of Independence, uh, Jefferson and the founders specifically castigated slavery and blamed King George for exporting it to the colonies. And it was and it was going to pass except from the votes by two only two states, which meant the other ten approved it. Okay, like they leave these kinds of context and things out. All right. And replace it instead with a a new knowledge, a special knowledge. 1619 Project, critical racist theory. These would all be examples of this aspect of cultic behavior. Steve, fake news or not, you might be in a cult if you put your loyalty to your leader above all else. No question that that's. Fear the fearless leader routine. I mold myself to follow somebody, even when it opposes specifically my own conscience. Um, that's what we saw. That level of dedication, trust, Fauci, all the 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 trinkets that were sold last year, the songs, the videos, as if he was unassailable, as if he could not possibly ever have been incorrect about anything. And so I'll put my entire life into his hands. That's a, a blatant example of cultic behavior, too. And you've talked about if it wasn't for him, it would be somebody. It would have just be some, have somebody, somebody else. else. That's important because with Donald Trump, whatever we thought about him, we talked. there was a unique set of qualities to him that were undeniable. With Fauci, is there anything unique about the man, which no. just goes to show the cultic power of him all the more. No, obviously takes good care of himself because he's, he seems pretty spry for 80 years old. That's kind of a unique characteristic to him. Beyond that, though, the mindset he has is no different than the mindset of those who are spying on Tucker Carlson, who spied on Donald Trump, who ban you from your own Facebook page now. It's not that he's legion. He's a legion. Steve, fake news or not, you might be in a cult if you seek to detach yourself from your families. Always cults isolate you from your family every single time, every single time. Because why? What was the first instrument of governance, of human governance God ever established on this earth? The family was. The family predates the church. The family predates the state. The family is the first form of institution of governance. 
meaning the regulation of behavior, the passing on of tradition and custom. The family was the very first one. If we want to, if we want to indoctrinate you into a new discipline, into a new morality, into a new, um, a, a new ideology and a new custom, we therefore have to separate you first and foremost from what? The institution that established your original ones. And so that's why they always seek to isolate you from your family every single time. And they'll tell you, they're your new family. I'm going to ask the last two because we're pressed for time and then reset what I wanted and let you answer however you want to. Uh, number six, uh, it was cults cross moral boundaries and at times encourage others to as well. And number seven, cults separate you from the true church. So now we have all seven of those. So I ask you once again, knowing this is what a cult is and we are being as sober minded as possible as in applying that term. And now we have a diagnostic Steve fake news or not cults can't be tolerated. They must be marginalized at the very least, if not terminated all together. Absolutely true news. And it's, and guess it's and the number one reason why is they won't tolerate you. That's why they come to your door. That's why they bother you at airports. They won't tolerate you. That's that's why. You can you may have all your own rules of engagement when you're up against an opponent that has their own and will do things their own way. Your rules of engagement become pretty obsolete at that particular point in time, don't they? Right. And I think that we have to we have to mobilize to fight the enemy we have, not the enemy we prefer to have or think we have or are more comfortable with but the enemy we actually have. That's why mockery, scorn, ridicule of the stupidity of this foolishness should be wielded with reckless abandon. We should do verbal, intellectual version. That's what, what, why did they tar and feather in the colonial era? Why did they do that? It was a metaphor. It was a symbol for this is so rotten, so dumb, so beneath us, so such a petty, ridiculous level of tyranny. You're insulting us by thinking you could even impose this on this community. And we're going to make an example out of you. That's why they did it. We should be doing that verbally and philosophically with these sorts of ideologies. Merciless tar and feathering of scorn and mockery of their foolishness. People wouldn't dare think to admit out loud, wow, I believe really stupid crap like that. No, they wouldn't. They wouldn't, let alone introduce rainbow butt monkey dildo man to your local library like we saw at the top of the program today. Right? Right. That's number one. Number two, you have to go into the arena. See, this is one of the things that Tucker sets Tucker apart from a lot of his peers at Fox. They're aimed at a lot of the same targets he is. And when I'm comparing Tucker, I'm comparing him to the rest of the weekday primetime lineup. I know they've got some good radicals on there, like our colleague Mark Levin, our former colleague Dan Bongino, but they put all those guys on the weekends. I'm talking about who they put on when the audience is the biggest during the week. Tucker is like Klingons. He doesn't take prisoners. Pretty much everybody else on there during the week, phasers are constantly on stun. Okay? In our world, in the digital world, the people that are, the, the, the people in our line of work that are ruled by the algorithm, their phasers are on stun. Here on our platform, I don't want to be ruled by the crap we just described, so we're we're not taking prisoners either. 
Because if it's not worthy of that level of conflict, then why are we wasting our time? Exactly. Let's just go enjoy the, whatever the fruits of an accoutrements of Americana and have a have a better life and have more friends. We would only do this if it was worthy of this level of conflict, right? Yes. If it wasn't worthy of this level of conflict, guys, I probably would have had a different career path. I would have kept doing sports talk radio, might have ended up back in my home state of Michigan getting paid covering the home teams for the last 20 years. I only gave up all those options and avenues and came into an arena which would which would grant me far fewer friends because I came to the conclusion of what you just said. This is going to be a zero-sum game here. Either we're going to we're going to pimp slap the the spirit of the age back to the pit of hell or it's going to do that to us. Right. And there won't be an either or. It's going to that that's or it won't be an and also. It's going to be an either or. If it's not if it's not if it's not about that, then why are we doing any of this then? Then cuz then it's just a sporting event, yes. right? Well, are the other sporting events a lot more fun than this? And yeah. make a lot fewer enemies, right? Right. I'd rather do those. Okay, if I wanted, if I thought this, if I wanted to reduce this to a sporting event, I'd have stayed in the platform and format I was. No, this is for real life. We're playing, we're playing as 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 the devil says to Ray in a nefarious carol. We're playing for real stakes here, Ray. Pop Culture Tuesday is next. So let's say there's even a modicum of a chance what I said a little while ago could be right. I've been saying for a couple of months on the show, I'm just seeing some warning signs similar to what we saw in 2008. And then we saw we had a massive financial sector crisis later in the fall as a result of those signs. And we're seeing some of those warning signs. Again, if that's the case, you never know, man. Now might be the ideal time to make your move in the real estate market before the next meltdown happens. But make sure you go in, though, with an agent you can trust, especially during these unprecedented times. Bing. Thank you. Uh, where would you find such an agent? Well, the name kind of says it all. Head to this website. Realestateagentsitrust.com is where you can go to get an agent who will come in, take charge of your situation, but then also remember that ultimately... You're the one that's in charge. Uh, and they'll bring with them a fully verified and vetted track record of success as well. Just about anywhere in the country, we can probably connect you to one of these. A real estate agent you can trust at realestateagentsitrust.com. Again, that's realestateagentsitrust.com. All right, let's get to Pop Culture Tuesday. This is when we look at the intersection each week between what's going on in pop culture and conservatism. Uh, let's talk about the uh, the latest from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Black Widow, a movie that was supposed to be out last May, had, of course, been delayed numerous times as a result of COVID, finally got its release over the weekend. I predicted on the Dace Group uh, Friday that I thought it would have one of the four weakest openings of any Marvel film uh, in the history of uh, the content for a couple of reasons. One, it's anticlimactic. The character's, character's already dead, right, in the in the meta storyline of, of the of the cinematic universe. Two, there's streaming options available. You could watch it for money on Disney+. And then three, maybe still a little hesitancy about going back to the theaters. The film did very well, and it didn't have one of the four worst openings, so I was wrong about that. It was, though, the fifth worst opening of uh, any film uh, that Marvel has opened so far. 
But when you look at what it did globally and via Disney Plus, they're saying it's well over $200 million. You've not had a chance to see this, correct? Right. All right. But Aaron, you have, right? Correct. Yeah. All right. So we're going to make a, a, a quick review here as because I think the better conversation is where this whole thing is going. Um, but we'll do this as spoiler free as we can, although I don't know what we would spoil, Aaron. Mm-mm. Because there is no major cliffhanger here. There's nothing you're like, oh, wow. It just basically tells you about a side mission that uh, Natasha Romanoff did between the events of Thanos arriving on Earth and Captain America Civil War. Okay? That just tells that story. And you learn more about her backstory. And, uh, I mean, it's okay, some of the action's really good. Marvel, again, takes one of its classic villains, this time Taskmaster, completely retcons its origin and uh, just deviates totally from its own subject matter. You know that has been, if that's like my one consistent singular complaint as they have done this with numerous villains over the years. And now this is the latest one with, with Taskmaster. Even the big reveal of who that really is, I won't spoil it, doesn't really, you're not like, oh, <gasps> You know, nothing like that at all. Uh, the after credit scene doesn't really move the overall mar- narrative of the universe much further. It basically sets up the, I won't spoil it, but it basically sets up uh, the Hawkeye series on Disney Plus, or, or at least an element of it. I will tell you, though, I thought the first act, Aaron, was really good. I loved the opening credits, the yep. haunting version they did of Smells Like Teen Spirit. Mm-hmm. That might be the best opening credits I've seen in a Marvel movie yet. I mean, that was really, really well done. Um, and I kind of thought about halfway through the film, I, I think this is going to be a lot better than I thought it was going to be. But then when she reconnects with her Russian, you know, staged family and everything else, from that time forward, it, it, the villain, the main villain of the movie, who runs the Red Room and all that stuff, I actually thought the second half was pretty weak. I thought the first half was really good. The second half was really weak. And I'll also say this. I think I got her name wrong on my social media. It's Florence Pugh. Florence, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, she steals every scene she's in, including the scene she's in with Scarlett Johansson. Like, I mean, like, visibly outshines her from a um, from an acting and, uh, standpoint. I mean, I thought she stole every scene she was in and if they're going to go with the storyline that she's going to replace her sister at some point in the, in the MCU, which seems likely, and people were already speculating on this anyway, um, you know, I, listen, Florence Pugh is not terrible to look at. She's no Scarlett Johansson, but few women on this planet, frankly, are. But from in terms of charisma in front of the camera, I thought she kind of blew her away, frankly. But what, what was your overall review? So I I went in this not really knowing what to expect, but not expecting much. It's one thing when you have a a, a prequel that you're not really familiar familiar with where the proceeding events or the uh, the, the, the events after whatever the prequel is to. You're not really sure what led up to that. But in this case, we are. You know, we have an entire... Uh, Avengers initiative um, storyline to build upon. So I I went in with pretty low expectations as far as a a story, an overall narrative. I thought it was good as a standalone film, not necessarily as part of some overarching narrative. Um, I actually thought both halves were were pretty equal in terms of their their quality. I thought the big reveal, actually, of uh, where the objective, the main objective lies for the for the movie was 
pretty amazing. Uh, actually, I've never seen, I'd never, I was not familiar with this story in the comics. It's pretty creepy and pretty amazing at the same time. Uh, the, the, the villain though was a little, um, eh, meh. He wasn't, you know, he didn't, he didn't seem over, overbearing whatsoever. I, I will say though, there is a theme, uh, that is kind of re- a repeat in some ways of, of, uh, WandaVision. There is a theme of uh, just abject grief about these two sisters. They're not le- not able to lead uh, normal lives as you would expect or hope to lead. Um, you know, maybe as a as a woman, and um, the, the 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 theme of grief there, kind of along the lines of what uh, Wanda Maximoff shows in WandaVision. Uh, I thought that was a positive as well, but. Overall, didn't really go in with high expectations. Thought it was a good standalone movie. Standalone being the operative word there. Yeah, you make good points I hadn't thought about, especially that last one you made. I'm still at the point, though, that the film to me afterwards was just kind of meh. Yeah, I mean, mean, it's not terrible. It's just like I went, you know what? It's a summer day. I went to Menchie's. I loaded up at at the ice cream bar. But like an hour and a half later, I forgot what I just had. See, okay, I'll put it this way. I'm not probably going to watch this within the next watch through of the mm-hmm. MCU. All right. I want to talk about where we think the MCU is going here in a second. But but first, um, we've been telling you about Rough Greens for quite a while here on the show. It's that powder with the full of the vitamins, minerals, nutrients, um, likely missing from your pet's food because they strip that out of your dog's food at the store before it gets to the store like they do. Um, with our people food. That's why we buy so many supplements nowadays. That's why your pet could use one as well. And Rough Greens is that supplement. But you may be wondering, hey, if I mix this in with my pet's food, will my pet still like the food uh, that they're eating? Maybe they won't take to it. Well, let's find out and we'll do it on our dime. Uh, Rough Greens will give you that first 14-day jumpstart bag for free. You pay a couple bucks for the shipping, but the bag is free right now to see if you don't see a difference in your pet in two weeks or less, when you go to roughgreens.com, that's R-U-F-F, that's how they spell it over there, roughgreens.com, call them at 833-ROUGHDOG if that's simpler for you, 833-ROUGHDOG or roughgreens.com. Again, get that first 14-day jumpstart bag loaded with all those vitamins, minerals, nutrients. Our dog, Cap, loves this stuff. Maybe your dog will or won't. Here's how you find out. Get the bag for free. Just pay for the shipping at roughgreens.com. All right, the overall narrative of the MCU. So now you can join this part of the conversation. I'm in. Loki's finale debuts tomorrow, so it's coming out this week. And I I get the sense that it is going to introduce either that there is a multiverse or that it's been it, it it's been hidden from us in some way, that it's going to it's doing something that's going to push the overall story narrative forward, okay? But doesn't it seem as if so far None, nothing the MCU has offered has done that. It has pushed character arcs forward, right? Okay, so we saw Falcon become Captain America. We saw Wanda Maximoff finally become the full-fledged Scarlet Witch from the comic books. Um, we're, we're getting more backstory on Natasha Romanoff through Black Widow and kind of what makes her tick. Uh, we found out how the world overall recovered post blip and, 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 you know, post infinity war and Endgame and Spider-Man far from home, right? The, the second movie, but has, so that's what two movies now, and this is going to be three TV shows. 
do you guys have any idea? Like very first post credit scene, Iron Man one, Nick Fury shows up with the Avengers initiative file, right? Is it the end of Captain America where they go out in the New Mexico desert and there's Thor's hammer? Right? Like you could see over, over the course of years where this is building to, okay? Do you guys have any clue where this is going? No, and I'm glad you bring up the end credit scene because this is a group that never would let anything go to waste. They would use those to do that. Mm -hmm. So you thought it was automatic that they would use entire shows to do that. But I don't know. Now this, she was in a ton of movies in and of herself, but now this Black Widow thing just seems like she never got her own. Let's give her one. I, I, I don't, I honestly don't expect any big reveal at the end of uh, Loki based on what they're doing. I think they just had guys, they felt they had to make Maybe the, like make goods and we can do some creative writing in here. None of it's been bad, um, but they just don't seem like th this is not the time and trust us and we'll get to it sooner or later. I mean, I thought that as great as WandaVision was, I thought that was a missed opportunity because if you open up the door then, then with all the other shows, you can keep riffing off of that. The big one could have been once right out mm -hmm. of that. And then they could, they wouldn't have even had to add much in the other ones. They're just choosing not to do it, whatever their reasons are. But I don't think we're going to see anything serious out of Loki. Aaron, is it possible that they're not doing it on purpose, thinking we could never possibly pull off what we just did as good or better ever again? So let's just tell, you know, connected but largely individualized stories that at points and times in the future, teams and people will intersect, but it's not really heading to some new meta narrative like we saw the first go around. I think they're biding some time right now i i mean in in the universe of of the mcu if, if you you know they, they had a way of making the fantastic obviously the fantastic believable like every couple of years the earth was under some intergalactic threat you know i'm overstating it there i think this is kind of a way to bide time and make the timeline seem a little bit more realistic i don't want to say this it, it could be that because i don't really see i i, I it's the same thing I saw. I said about WandaVision up until the last episode. The writers of some of these episodes and some of these shows, and definitely the movies as well, just have this like fetish for uh, Easter eggs and intricate details and dropping hints and things like that and foreshadowing. They have this fetish for telling really, really good formulaic stories. I don't really see Kevin Feige. He's still the one running it, yes. right? Yeah. I don't really see him. Uh, I, I don't really see him just letting this go and just letting this essentially become a cash cow because that's that's maybe not the main intent, but that's the effect of of what this will be. Um, so I, I still think that there will be something along the lines of of a, another overall narrative and, and story arc that that can definitely be done. And we've talked about who the next big villain might be. But I think it's good to let things kind of marinate and and simmer for just a, a little bit uh, a little bit longer. And who knows? In the things that we've seen so far, maybe they are dropping hints that we just have no clue about. But I'm I'm a little bit dubious about that. Uh, there's one thing I'm like Loki. I I know he saw his whole future and and that changed mm -hmm. him. But like the the last episode is five. Like I thought. It's getting a little sugary. I mean, now this is just a Loki's just a the after school special character. I mean, I'm a little I'm a little worried to be completely honest. Hmm. I I wonder if it may be many, many years before they go down the road of a, a coordinated mass 
event just because how could you do better? How could you top what they just did? And so maybe the way you, you do that is you don't try. You just, you, you do more character, individualized or individually oriented stories instead. I don't know. Or maybe they don't know where they want this to go yet. That's a possibility too. Hey, we've been warning you about home title thefts for quite a while here on the show. This is where cyber thieves use personal information that they can get from something like, say, your Facebook page, a maiden name, uh, an address, um, you know, the high school you graduated from, the kinds of things that we use to identify ourselves if we like lost our password and verified who we were. Um, and, and so they can get that from things like a Facebook data breach, which just happened, by the way with 500 million accounts, names, addresses, that kind of personal information, and then go online where your home's title is kept, log in as you, make it look like you sold your home to them via a quick claim deed, and before you know it, you're out of your home and, and, and all of that equity. Don't let that happen to you, and that's what our friends at Home Title Lock do. In fact, that's all they do is make sure that that doesn't happen to you, and right now you can get 30 free days of protection during this high-risk Facebook breach. Maybe if they were more concerned about protecting their data than they were censoring truthful information, things like this would not happen. Uh, go to uh, HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code RADIO to get 30 free days of protection. Promo code RADIO at HomeTitleLock.com. Again, that's HomeTitleLock.com. All right. Final thoughts. What do we learn here today, gentlemen? I want to go back to the conversation we had just last half hour in talking about the Branch Covidian cult and having a very um, intentional conversation about that. Todd, is there a reason why you say, why your little moniker is progressivism is cancer? Why isn't it progressive? Uh, progressivism is chicken pox? Why isn't it progressivism is E. coli? Why is it progressivism is cancer? Because it's, it's a death sentence. There's... It, it's unambiguous. It's the same reason I, why I wanted to get to what is a cult. It's not just a word. It's an actual thing. And it's not value neutral. And what do we do with it? Cancer? Uh, listen, when my, my, it, it killed my mom. So it, 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 it wasn't going to be any other way unless there were very severe interventions. And even maybe then. That's why I say it. Unless you cut it out. Hmm. If there's still time. That'll do it for today's program. We're back at it again tomorrow, noon to 2 Eastern, right after Hall of Famer Glenn Beck here on Blaze TV. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.